Jesus. Blessed Jesus. That name. I love your name. Jesus. Blessed Jesus. There is no other name. I Let's sing it very well. Deserving honor, deserving adoration. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence here tonight. We recognize your presence, dear Holy Spirit, precious Holy Spirit. Without your spirit, without your anointing, there's nothing we can do. Your anointing will welcome you in your anointing in this meeting tonight. Your anointing makes the difference. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost, for giving us your anointing for our daily successful Christian living. The anointing makes the difference. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Let's quickly bring our Bibles out. Acts chapter 2.
chapter 2 we have spent a long long time longer, longer than we did in chapter 1 because we are doing an in-depth study intensive extensive study of the book of Acts and we are not doing any rush we take time to really study every every word every phrase every clause every sentence every verse trying to understand the full meaning of this wonderful book of Acts of the Apostle. Acts of the Apostle is talking about the actions and activities of the apostles from the day they got filled with the Holy Ghost. What they went about doing when they got filled with the Holy Ghost is called Acts of the Apostle. Their preachings, their teachings, their missionary activity, activities, their church planting efforts, activities, and everything, how they reacted to persecutions, how they won souls, how they laid hands on the sick, and the sick recovered. They are called acts, acts of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Actually, you know, some people say the book of Acts actually ought to be called acts of the Holy Ghost because Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are dealing with the acts of Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John deals with the acts of Jesus Christ. His life, his ministry, and everything. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they give their own narrative, their perspective of the life and the times of Jesus. The teachings, acts of Jesus is captured in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Then acts of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said when he goes away, he will send the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost came to continue from where Jesus stopped. But, it was actually through the apostles, the disciples of Jesus that received the Holy Ghost, that the Holy Ghost did what he did. It was the Holy Ghost doing what he did, using the instrumentality of those human elements, those, those born again people in the early church. So, act of the Holy Ghost, act of apostle, they are all correct. But at least, the book of Acts is full of actions and activities that people carried out as soon as they received the Holy Ghost. It's a book of actions, Holy Ghostized actions. Mm, I like that word. A, a lot of things happen here. Praise God. And so, in chapter 2, we've been having a very wonderful... Those of you that have not been missing Wednesday service, you have really, really enjoyed yourself. I also enjoyed the teaching. Amen? We've learned a lot. And then, in, uh, we spent almost three Wednesdays on one verse. And that was, a lot is congealed in that verse, 33. Yeah, we spent three Wednesdays on just that verse. Because it is... Um, Peter, it's Peter that is preaching here. When they received the Holy Ghost and they started talking in tongues, because there was a blasting noise, wind blowing, there was something that happened. 
there was noise around. People went to faraway streets and highways telling people so and so street. People are behaving as if they are drunk and people are ro rushing down to see what is going on. That is how come when Peter was done preaching and he, 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 he led people to Christ, that was the Bible tells us about 3,000 souls were led to Christ. So if 3,000 souls were saved, then it tells you the crowd that gathered was much. They didn't need a flyer, a handbill or posters to tell people we're having a crusade. They did not even know a crusade was going to take place. They just gathered 120 of them waiting in the upper room. Jesus said, tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from my... Don't leave this city of Jerusalem. I have told you to go and evangelize and you are zealous to go do it, but it's not something you can do by power or by mind. It's going to be by the Holy Ghost. So you wait till the Holy Ghost comes. And so they were waiting, waiting for 10 days. It was exactly 10 days after Jesus left for heaven that the Holy Ghost came down. So they were waiting. They were waiting. All of a sudden, the Bible said when the day of Pentecost was fully come, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all the house where they were seated and then cloven tongues like a sapphire. Something happened. But the sound that was loud brought people together and said, what is the meaning of this? What meaneth this? And Peter decided to answer them a message he didn't plan to preach. He just started coming up. It was just to answer them. And he said, this is that which was spoken about by the prophet Joel, that in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. Also upon my servants and upon my handmaidens in those days will I pour out of my spirit. So he was expecting them to have read the book of Joel and he's telling them this is that which was spoken about. This is the fulfillment of that. From there he started preaching and he started saying it is Jesus Christ whom you guys crucified. You lied against him. You leveled spurious charges of seditions and heresies against him and out of envy, jealousy, you handed him over to the Romans to crucify this same Jesus that was crucified before your very eyes, was buried before your very eyes, rose again on the third day, contrary to the lies that you guys have been told that some disciples went by night and stole his dead body and took him, took him to another place for a secret burial. That is not the case. That Jesus rose from the dead and that Jesus ascended to heaven and is right now sitting, and is right now sitting at the right hand of the Father. Look at verse 32. Verse 32. This Jesus has God raised up. Somebody say amen. Wherefore, we all are witnesses. Verse 33. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, 
He has shed forth this which ye now see and hear. He is right. He has received the promise of the Father, that is the Holy Ghost, and he has shed forth that which he has received. He has received the Holy Ghost from the Father and has shared it out and has poured it out. Therefore, being by the right hand of God exalted and having received of the Father the promise of the Holy Ghost, he has shed forth this which ye now see and hear. For David is not ascended into the heavens, but he says, The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit down my right hand until I make thy enemies thy footstool. I think that's where we stop. Is that correct? That was where we stopped last, uh, uh, last Wednesday. And I was telling you, he said, sit on my right hand until I make thy foes, thy footstool. That this one is actually talking about uh, um, when Jesus Christ has ruled for a thousand years. When he has finished ruling for God, Jesus Christ is going to come in the rapture, appear in the sky, and take the Christians to heaven for seven years. And then, after seven years, he comes down in what is called the millennial reign of Christ. Millennial, millianum, 1,000 years. And at the end, see, inside that 1,000 years, Satan is falling. I'm just reviewing what I told you before. Satan is just falling, falling into the bottomless pit. And demons, they are rendered powerless and useless. There will be no one single person on the earth that is going to be demon-possessed. Nobody is going to be sick. There will be no road accident. Imagine that error is going to happen on this same earth. This same earth. So an error is coming where there will be no road accident. Yes. An error is coming where nobody will die. That millennial rate for 1,000 years, nobody will die. You'll be seeing men who are living, living over 900 years. They won't die. Since Jesus came to this earth, and he's going to be here for, first time he came, he was only here for 33 years. How old was Jesus when he died? 33 and a half. But in his second coming, he's not hurrying away. He's going to be here for 1,000 years. And that 1,000 years, nobody is dying, nobody is falling sick, nobody is hungry, no unemployment. Oh, Bridget, there will be nobody in prison. You won't build prison because there will be no criminal. Why do you have criminal? It's demons that move guys and, and people to commit crime. Lawyers will not have job to do. Doctor, uh, forget doctor. Who, who they seek? Hospitals go fold up. I'm serious. You have never thought of it. It's a kind of world you have never seen. And that world, the devil is not the god of that world. This present world, the devil is the god of this world. And the world that operated, two worlds have operated on this earth so far. The first world that operated on this earth was Adam and Eve. As soon as God created this earth and he put Adam and Eve in it, they were running their own world. The word, world is from the Greek word cosmos, which means social system. The social system that is operating today, the way human society do their things is the world the system of the world is how Satan designed it but there was a world of Adam Adam and Eve ran a world but when they fell Satan's world 
was introduced. But still on the same earth. The earth where you had Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve running their world, their social system, is still the same world Satan came to spread his world. He's called the God of this world. Satan is the God of this world, but he does not own the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But there's a social system operating on God's earth. That system, that world belongs to the devil. And another world, which is a, 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 a third world, is coming. When Jesus comes, when Jesus raptures the church, he doesn't take the, the earth away. When he comes back, he meets the same earth. And he spreads his kingdom. He spreads his world. 1,000 years, the way life on earth will be, will be according to the dictates of heaven. And there will be no democracy anywhere. All you will have is monarchy. Because he's called king of kings. And those kings are the ones that will be posted to Germany, Nigeria, Italy, Brazil. All the nations of the world will remain the way they are. When rapture takes place, nations continue the way they do. After seven years, since rapture took place, Jesus comes back down. He still will meet the various countries. But when he comes, government will be overthrown. Because he does not want all those political systems of this world to operate on his, in his world. So, those of us that have raptured to heaven and have spent seven years with him in heaven are the ones he has trained in heaven how to administer the earth. So, while we're in heaven for seven years, we are going through a schooling and he tells us we will soon be going back to planet earth. When we get to planet earth, you, Odion, I'm sending you to Italy, Idara, uh, 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 I'm sending you to, to, to just different countries of the world. We have people posted there, Tosin. You go to a different country. Your mother does not have to be in that country. Your mother then can be posted somewhere. Then some will not be president. Some will be governors. Some will be mayors. The human beings we meet on this earth will not participate in the government. The government of Jesus Christ as king of kings is called Christocracy. Christocracy. Somebody say Christocracy. That's the government that will, that will, that will be on the earth. And then, for 1,000 years, there's absolute peace because Jesus Christ cannot be uh, 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 ruling and you expect that to be economic problem. No, no, no. There will be peace. Nations will learn wars no more. Bible said they shall, they shall, they, 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 they shall beat their, 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 what is this? They say they beat their into plowshares, into pruning hooks. In other words, and say, he said, and nations shall not learn war anymore. But at the end of the 1,000 years, Bible says Satan shall be loosed again. That man that has been falling since will be loosed again. And when he's loosed, he comes out again to begin his ministry of temptation. He starts, all he knows how to do is to deceive and tempt people. He starts tempting people again. The next thing, people begin to say, wait a minute. Who are these people that are ruling us? Who is this man that is king of kings? Where are the real Germans? Where did they even come from in the first place? For 1,000 years, they submitted to the, to the rulership of saints that came from heaven. Now, Satan has come back and entered them again. They start trying to plan a coup. 
Say, after all, nobody voted for them. They want to revive democracy that has become old-fashioned since Jesus Christ came 1,000 years ago. And then, you see what will happen? Well, if I, if I keep talking along that line, we will totally leave this book of Acts because I want to knock up one verse, which is very possible for me to do within uh, five, ten minutes. Amen? Until I make... But there's something I want to show you, please. First Corinthians 16. Have you seen First uh, Corinthians 15, verse 24? Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and authority and power. Did you notice the word deliver the kingdom to God? Is that your Bible? Which kingdom is he delivering to God? That kingdom that he held sway over for 1,000 years. Is called the kingdom of Jesus Christ, otherwise known as the kingdom of heaven. So he will submit that. The Bible tells us in the, in the book of Revelation, he said, the, he said, one of the angels said, and now the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our God and of his Christ. Somewhere in the book of Revelation. He said, now the kingdoms of this world, when he say kingdoms, talking about nations, countries, they have become the kingdom of our God and of his Christ. In the millennium. But after Jesus has ruled for a thousand years, he will now submit his kingdom to the Father. And then, listen, at that time, the name of Jesus will no longer be what is reigning. It will now be the name of God again. It is now, it is, ever since Jesus died and rose again from the dead, the name of Jesus has been reigning more than the name of God. That's why you can't cast out devil in the name of God. You will cast out devil in the name of Jesus. When you say, Satan, I bind you, I cast you out in the name of God, nothing will happen. Satan will just be looking at you. The only thing that works is ni oruko Jesus. Ever, Bible says, God the Father, wherefore God, Philippians chapter 2, we read that on Wednesday, wherefore God also had highly exalted Jesus and given him a name which is above every other name. Ladies and gentlemen, the name of Jesus is higher than the name of Jehovah God. Above every other name. But it is designed to be like that for a time. By the time Jesus Christ has ruled and has put all authority and all dominion under his foot, then he delivers the kingdom to God. And then God becomes all in all again. For now, it is Christ Jesus that is all and in all. God is like somebody who has stepped aside. He said, for now, let Jesus be reigning. It is not kingdom of God that is reigning now. It's the kingdom of heaven. It's just that the kingdom of heaven has not yet been given a political expression. What is kingdom of heaven is that we, we are giving a spiritual uh, um, church expression to that kingdom. Now, the kingdom of heaven is composed of all the saints that have already died. All these them are Apostle Paul, Peter, James, John, Mary. They've already gone to heaven. And we, so you talk about the saints who have already departed and saints who are yet here. We that are alive and remain shall be caught of the kingdom of heaven is already safely in heaven. And a part of the kingdom of heaven is still on earth. But we that are Christians, and we are on the earth, we are a part of that 
heavenly family, but we have not been called up to join them so that the whole family will be in one place. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. So the kingdom of heaven is already, the church on earth here is giving a spiritual demonstration, expression of the, when you see the church, the body of Christ, that is the kingdom of heaven that you can see on the earth. That's the, that's the kingdom of heaven you can see on the earth. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. That kingdom of heaven is already flavoring our earth. The salt, the light. We are enlightening our world. Kingdom of heaven is already being, it's already making expressions. But kingdom of God we take. Who is the one in charge of kingdom of heaven? It's not Papa God. It's Jesus. Jesus is the one in charge of the kingdom of heaven. And who is in charge of the kingdom of God? Almighty God. Now, the kingdom of God is bigger and larger than the kingdom of heaven. Every member of the kingdom of heaven and all those who are not a member of that kingdom of heaven, talking about the unbelievers, unbelievers of our kingdom. But they are members of the kingdom of God. So long as every human being was created by God, whether you are saved or not saved, Tinubu is a member of the kingdom of God. But he's not a member of the kingdom of heaven. The Christians who are born again are the only members of the kingdom of heaven where Jesus Christ is king of kings and lord of lords. Let's clap for Jesus. But so long as you are a human being, you are in that kingdom of God. And there are some people in the kingdom of God who will wind up in hell. Anybody who has passed through this earth, you have experienced the kingdom of God. But you have not tasted the kingdom of heaven. And it is when you get born again, you are, the Bible says, our citizenship is in heaven above. Immediately you become born again, you become a heavenite. A heavenite. You are on the earth to the whole earth. Is kingdom of God. The other planet, the universe is kingdom of God. So it's larger, but the kingdom of heaven is smaller. And the kingdom of heaven has been giving spiritual demonstration. When we bind devil, they are bound. When we cast them out, they are cast out. What is going on? Is kingdom of heaven that is operating. That's how you can bind a demon. A demon is bound. That is spiritual power of our kingdom we are demonstrating. But our kingdom also has another dimension of power to demonstrate political power. That's why we will come down to this earth again. For another 1,000 years, we are going to be rulers. Bible says Jesus Christ is coming and he will rule this earth with a rod of iron. Have you ever read that? The rod of iron? He's coming to rule. And when he came to this world, they wanted to forcefully arrest Jesus and crown him to be kings when they heard that he used five loaves and two fishes to feed thousands of people they say ah if this guy if we make him our king there will be no economic problem and uh, so nobody will be hungry and so they wanted to arrest him and just crown him and then use his power to overthrow Caesar or Pilate you know Pilate was the governor of, uh, of, 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 of Judea because they were under uh, colonialism you know so Rome Rome was ruling and uh, they, they were like, this Jesus is so charismatic. 
you know, it was David who was another charismatic leader that helped us to deal with the Philistines and all the neighboring countries of Israel and subjugated all the neighboring nations to even pay tributes, tax, pay tax to Israel. Every Jew in the day of Jesus Christ was nostalgic about the golden age of David. They believed David was still the best political leader and military leader that we had. But when Jesus came and he was saying, my kingdom is not of this world, oh no, they were very disappointed. You know, in fact, that is even the reason they handed Jesus over for crucifixion. Say, upon all the charisma he has, we thought he can even use his power to free us from Roman colonialism and and he's saying he's, all his children is going about uh, uh, opening blind eyes and using some few loaves to feed some people. It's not as though he's really multiplying it everywhere. And some people are still hungry. They were complaining because they know he has the power. Why is he not using it to solve our economic and uh, political problem? We are still slaves to a Roman Empire. They don't like it. And Jesus is saying, leave them. Give to Caesar. What is Caesar? They say, oh, you are even annoying us. How can you tell us Caesar that we don't like? Caesar is our enemy. You are even encouraging us to be continue to pay tax to Caesar. Give to Caesar. What is Caesar? Come and give to God. They say, oh, we don't like this man. They just wanted, you know what? They wanted him to be like King David. Just said, okay, now nah, I'm the son of the living God. I have all power. And we just go to the to governor, governor Pilate. Yay! I command you, move! Go back to Italy. And then he says, all Israel, you are free from Roman colonialism. We are political independence. I am the king of the Jews. And then he will start running and the economy will be great and blah, 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 blah. And if, if he had proclaimed himself king, or when they, even, they wanted to even make him a king, if he had agreed, they for not kill him, they for not arrest him, they for not lie against him, he not agree, now be the problem. Upon all this power, you know, you can solve our problem. <laughs> And but Jesus Christ said, my kingdom is not of this world. But he said, for now, you know, when the, when the disciples were asking him in Acts chapter 1 verse 6, he said, Master, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They were talking about nationalism. Just like Nigeria, Wall of War, and now they were saying, uh, let's move a motion to tell the British power to leave Nigeria. We can, we can self-rule and all that. So they are saying, uh, they were asking Jesus in Acts 1.6 he said master will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel and he said no 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 no. it's not for you to know the times nor the seasons which God has put under his power that is verse 7 then verse 8 he said but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come and you shall be witnesses that's evangelism is what I want you to be busy about not nationalism leave nationalism alone be busy about evangelism so he was changing their focus because they felt that the power that Jesus has is enough to politically free them. But he said, no, 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 no. Let Caesar continue to rule. That's why I told you, even in Asorok, it is the person who God wants to get there. It's not by how, whether INEC rigged the election or not. It's not by how you vote. If you vote for the person God does not want to enter there, the person will not enter there. Amen? And so that is how come after every election, people are sad. That's, oh, it's not the person I voted for. Yes, it is the one that God wants to enter there, that entered there. You may not like the person. Even Buhari, as wicked as he was, it was God that allowed Buhari to enter there. He has a reason. God has a reason. And that reason can never make sense to us who are human beings, who have seen the wickedness the man did eight, for eight years in this country. But God has a reason. And that reason, it, it beats our imagination. After Buhari now, Ashiwaju has entered. 
If Ashibaji is the one that God wants to remain there, there's no Supreme Court that can remove him. Uh, we will just be saying, ah, Supreme Court, they also do Ojuru. That is because it is Ashibaji God wants. If it is not Ashibaji God wants, Supreme Court will just say, oh yeah, you don't win. We hereby declare that the winner of that election, they may not even give it to Obi, they feel give it to Atiku. Yes, you, you see, we don't even know. <laughs> because Atiku said, I ain't win. Uh, are they not all in court? Uh, Atiku said, nah, I ain't win now. Obi said, nah, I ain't win. Eh? Judiciary will tell us. If they not give Obi, they feel go give Atiku. <laughs> I don't know, but only God knows what he's doing. So I say, Amen. Do we have up to five minutes? Look at First Corinthians chapter 15. Let's read from verse 24 again. Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God. Even the, Which kingdom is he delivering to God? Kingdom of heaven. Which he has given a political expression of. Let, let, let's, let's tidy up that aspect. The kingdom that Jesus is delivering to God is the kingdom of heaven that he has brought to the earth to operate for a thousand years. Meaning, at the end of the millennial reign of Christ, he will deliver his kingdom to God. God is in charge of the kingdom of God, while Jesus is in charge of the kingdom of heaven. The Bible is telling us here in this verse 24, a time is coming when Jesus will submit his own kingdom to to his father. His father has a kingdom called the kingdom of God. Jesus has a kingdom called the kingdom of heaven. But that kingdom of heaven will expire. It has expiration date. That's why I say till until it has a time. Amen. One more time. This is the last time I'll read that verse 24. I want to hit 25. Then comes the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power. It took him a thousand years to do that. I told you for a thousand years, demon was falling, the, the, the Satan was falling, demons were head bound, nobody was committing crime, there was no evil. That is called having put down all rule. What is your rule? All, all the political regimes that he met on earth when he came from heaven with the saints, he destroyed them. He rearranged things. It took him a thousand years to demonstrate That all rule and all authority and all power is subdued to him. Verse 25. For he must reign. Someone say he must reign. Till. Someone say till. Till he has put all enemies under his feet. Ladies and gentlemen. For 1,000 years there is no rebellion. There is no demon possession. There is no demon resisting anybody. Paul said in the book of Thessalonians, he said, we wanted to come to you, but Satan hindered us. There shall be no such thing as Satan hindering anybody for a period of 1,000 years. There will be nothing like Satan hindering because Satan is not even around. It's not, it's not around. It's not anywhere here. So Jesus must reign, verse 25, he has put all enemies under his feet. That when he has reigned, and has put all enemies under his feet. What is the next thing? Look at verse 26. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Ladies and gentlemen, this Mr. Death is a demon. Mr. Death will be brought back 
to face Jesus Christ at the great white throne judgment, which you will find in Revelation chapter 20. We don't have time. The great white throne judgment, Satan will be brought up with all the wicked people that have been in hell. And then that demon called death, because there's a demon called death. There's a demon called hell. Let me quickly show you something in chapter 6 of Revelation, quickly. Chapter 6 of Revelation. Revelation chapter 6. Revelation chapter. Have you seen? Uh, let's look at verse 7. Can I read it? Revelation 6 from verse 7. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was what? Dead. Somebody is riding on a horse. Look up, ladies and gentlemen. Did you see that? Somebody is riding on a horse. And the name of the person that is riding on a horse, it is, whether it's written on his chest or on his hand, but John was able to see that the horse rider was called Mr. Death. He said, as Mr. Death riding on that galloping horse, then I saw another horse that followed after. And somebody was also riding that horse. And the name of he that rode on that horse is called Hell. Let's read it again. Let's read it. Verse 8. And I looked and behold a pale horse. His name that sat on him was Death. And Hell followed with him. And power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth. To kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast of the earth. That one is talking about the revelation of the Antichrist. Let me tell you something. This is after rapture. Everything happening from Revelation chapter 4 till chapter 22. Because the book has 22 chapters. From Revelation chapter 4 to 22 are things that happen after rapture. And now in this chapter 6, we are seeing that the presence of the Antichrist is causing the great tribulation. And many people are dying. Now, the cause of that death is because Mr. Death has not been subdued. Jesus Christ has not, had not yet bound Mr. Death. Death is still on rampage. And now, death is the act of dying. Death is the cessation of life. But death is also a name. There's a place called Anthony Bostock. But there's somebody called Mr. Anthony. So, Anthony is a place, he's also a person. Death is a person, but death is also the act of dying. Now, hell is a person too, but they are demonic persons. They are not human beings, they are demon. A demon is a person, but they are spirit beings. Now, there is a demon whose name is called hell. That's his name. He goes by the name hell. But that demon is not the same thing as the, there is a geographical place under this earth called hell. But the one who has the power over that place, Songolu is the one that has the principal key of Lagos State. After, Songolu, after four years, Songolu will hand over again. 
the one who is in charge of Lagos is on Wolo right now. Now, the person who is in charge of hell, his name is also called hell. So if you have a place under this earth called hell, there is a person controlling their first day. He is a demonic prince called Mr. Hell. Now, the act of dying, this, have you ever seen a pastor say, I command you spirit of death, leave this person. Somebody is sick and is clearly at the point of death and we want to say he must not die. We begin to pray, we bind you spirit of death. That spirit of death is a person. But ladies and gentlemen, the spirit of death is not one. Just like there is Lieutenant Colonel Ogumbi, there's Lieutenant Colonel Chukwemeka. So it's not only one man that answers Colonel or, or, or Brigadier. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Now, you have, if, if a demon spirit is trying to snuff out life from somebody inside his estate, and I bind that demon spirit or cast him out, the person will not die. But the, there's a demon spirit in my hometown. Do you know how many people the United Nations was in World Organization. Six people die every second all over the world. My brother, look at that. WHO told us six people die every second all over the world. Which means before I finish pronouncing my full name, Theo, six people don't die. Do you know how many seconds we've been preaching here tonight? Do you know how many people have died? The reason there are still people on this earth is because more people are born. Today, with number of children that were born, you can't count. That is the reason there are still people. That's why people, they die plenty. Six people are dying every second. But people are still here. Because as people, they die, more are even born. The people that are born per second, not be only six. So every second, more than ten women are in labor. Or rather, have just pushed out a baby. Everything. Today, have you heard somebody has given birth? You heard? Where? At the solo. Now, only one you hear. Do you know how many people born for Lagos today? Did you go around the whole maternity hospital? Then plant you. So, new, new babies are arriving. My old ones are dying. Amen. I said, Amen. Okay. Now, let's go back and tidy up in First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 26. Have you seen the last enemy that shall be destroyed is dead? Okay. Verse 27. For he has put all things under his feet. Wait. There is he and there is his. He, talking about God the Father, has put all things under the feet of Jesus. Did, did somebody read that? I'm explaining this verse 27. God, God has put all things under the feet of Jesus. But when he says all things are put under him, in other words, when God says all things are put under Jesus, it is clear, manifest, that he, God, is exempted which did put all things under Jesus. Wait, 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 wait. I beg, we are, we are about to close. Over. This verse shall just look at it small. Some things they hear that need to be clear. Are you looking at that verse? Bible says God has put all things under the feet of Jesus. 
And when he says all things are put under the feet of Jesus, it is clear that he who put all things under Jesus cannot join those things to be under Jesus. Listen, God is the only one that is not under Jesus. God the Father put all things under Jesus. But the Bible says that is under the feet of Jesus. But the Bible says it is clear, it is manifest that he that put all things under Jesus cannot join those things to be under Jesus. The Bible says it is clear that he is exempted. So this is what the God the Father said, my son, sit down at my right hand. And he poured that oil of gladness upon Jesus, his coronation into the new priestly ministry in heaven. And then from there, he flew to those in the upper room like we found out some two Wednesdays ago how the Holy Ghost actually came because of a ceremony that was going on in heaven. Now, right there, God was putting all things under the feet of Jesus Christ. And God who was putting all, what, what are the all things? All rule, all authority, all power. He said, all authority in heaven and in earth has been given unto me. Now, God who is putting everything under Jesus can also go under Jesus. Jesus cannot put his feet on God the Father. No. So, God is exempted. He says, son, everything is under you. You have the driving wheel. You are in total control. You will rule till you have put all enemies under your foot. For the last enemy to be destroyed is Mr. Death. And when you finally do that, you will submit the kingdom back to me. So that it will no longer be Christ that is all and in order to be God the Father. Oh, that's why for now, the only name demons fear is the name of Jesus, not the name of God. Because it was sounded in the heaven. Every demon heard. Wherefore, God had highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. Angels proclaimed Jesus as Lord of Lords before Jesus was called Lord of Hosts. Before Jesus died and rose again and ascended, he was called King of Glory. That was how he introduced himself, King of Glory, and then the Lord of Hosts is his name. When he said King of Glory, they say, who is that? He said, the Lord of Hosts is his name. Okay, they opened the gate. When he entered and his coronation time came and he sat down and was coronated, from, and as soon as the oil of his coronation flew through him, and located those guys in uh, the upper room and they received the Holy Ghost. That was when those guys got born again, got anointed at the same time. They became kings. They became lords. Bible says Jesus Christ, according to Revelation 1 verse 6 and 7, that Jesus Christ died to make us kings and priests unto God the Father. So that anointing that came upon him also came upon us to make us kings. So that Jesus became king in heaven, his king on that day. On earth, we became kings. So he's king of us kings. He's lord of us lords. It is that day that Jesus became king of kings and lord of lords. Before he got to heaven and sat down. Even when he resurrected, he had not yet been glorified in heaven. He was not yet king of kings and lord of lords. Let's clap for Jesus. He said, you will, you will rule till you have put all enemies under your footstool. He said, but Jesus Christ, oh, I have, I don't know, my time is up. Bible says, and the tabernacle of God shall be with men. I will explain to you what that means. One day we are going to see God face to face. But for now, Jesus is enough for us to see. Let's clap for Jesus. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Have a good night rest. God bless you. See you on Friday.